Hello everyone and welcome. This is episode 29 of the Lion Learns to Write podcast with Andre Bright, reclaiming our narrative through identity, empowerment and creativity. And today, I cannot stress enough how special it is. It is the 22nd of March 2020, which means it is Mother's Day. And as a special guest, this is outside of the usual programming. I have my own sweet mother. I know but I forget you For this suffer way you suffer for me Yeah, yeah Stop, stop Stop, stop Stop, stop Making no cry again, no Sit back, relax and enjoy And welcome to the one who is the absolute greatest inspiration in my life And the reason why I am who I am My mum Ladies and gentlemen and we're live um this is a very special episode for me because i have the ultimate guest in <laughs> the house today like this is my biggest inspiration someone i'm blessed to have known my entire life and no one knows me better than her so ladies and gentlemen put your hands together but before we even go any further could you introduce yourself so people know why i'm so excited to have you here i am andre's mom <laughs> I am Dr. Millie Bright. That's right. Andre's mum. Yes, Dr. Millie Bright in the house. And what is what's your what's your full name? Mildred. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes, Bright. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> like when we were talking about this a while ago, we were um I was I was giving a background of what the interviews are all about. Mm-hmm. Um and I mentioned like heritage and historically and Iyamide means what? It means Imama come back. Uh-huh. And that's because my mum's mum died just a short while before I was born. Right, right, right. Yeah. So and even the Mildred is her name as well. So you okay. doubly Wow. It's all about my grandma. You my mum's mum. I'm telling yeah. you. Okay, so you've come back twice in name I've come and twice. in Never <laughs> in met meaning. her but came back. Hey man. Okay. That's amazing. So um, I wanted to go through, because usually we have a little section where we discuss um, people's journeys, their experiences through life. Mm. Um, where were you born? I was born in Freetown, Sierra Leone. Amazing. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. And um, what was your, because so was I. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I remember that. Are you, are you aware? <laughs> I don't know if it was a surprise to you or not, but so was I. Um, what was your experience um, of Sierra Leone before you moved anywhere else? Um, certainly compared to now, it was it it was a good place to be. Mm. It was certainly a good place to be. Um, yeah, when I think about the way it is now, you know, in terms of, um health you know it was it was you know, i think people were healthy on the whole yeah i mean something like typhoid never existed when i was there right and that was simply because water was never a problem 
Mm. Um, there was always water, but also the quality of the water was very good. We I never see. knew about bottled water. Mm. So we drank water still from the tap. Right. And it was good enough. Yeah. Because it never created any problems, any, any waterborne diseases or anything. So it, was, it wasn't an issue at all. Right. And, um, but also um, the roads. I mean, mm. I, I mean, we all know that as a consequence of the war, I mean, Freetown is now really grossly overpopulated. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And we see that, you know, when I compare with what it used to be like, the roads, especially residential roads were residential homes. You never did have, mm. you know, a lot of market stalls along the road. The roads were clear. Yeah. They were relatively quiet and um you know not many people around so if it was a residential road it felt like it mm. um whereas unfortunately now you know you have market stalls all over and um yeah and the roads actually look very tiny as a result right and it's hard to navigate and you can see cars and everything else trying to navigate and the roads are very tiny and of course the fact that we now have um okada and keke mm -hmm. you know, trying to weave their way through traffic it just makes it all so much more dangerous I, I i think yeah um but yeah so going back to the way it was so the roads were really very um they were they were fairly okay mm. you know much more quiet than they are now and um um what else was there electricity wasn't really an issue we had electricity mm. you know fuel all of those things were there when you needed it and yeah. so it 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 was okay um quality of life was also good i mean both my ex-husband and i were lecturers at university back home then yeah and i mean the quality of life was okay the standard of living was was, was fine yeah i mean i yeah you, you you had help you had i mean we had a, a nanny stroke maid you had a, a driver you had people to help you with with life so that mm. you could um persevere you could go on with your career you could spend more time with your family and children enjoy yeah um life with them so 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 that was good too that sounds incredible because mm -hmm. i remember when we were having conversations with that i was like a lot has changed since then yeah. but um even being able to focus on that time of prosperity maybe i guess in comparison i don't even know if you would have called it that at that time but it sounds like it compared to mm. now yeah, definitely compared to now, it was certainly, you know, people's standard of living was so much better mm, than now. For yeah. sure. So what kind of age were you before you moved out of Sierra Right. Um, I mean, I, the first time I left, well, to study was, mm. um, I was probably, I can't remember now, 20, I can't remember, in my early 20s. Right. Um, and studied in France at the time. I mean, my ex-husband was... Um, studying as well there mm. um, yeah so that was the first time um, we were there for probably almost three years yeah and then um, but then moved to um, Europe you moved to the United Kingdom in 1989 it must have been mm. and the initial intention was really to just do it come and do a PhD right and then go back and continue lecturing at university back home Right. But then um, the war broke out, the civil yeah. war broke out while I was here, while we were here. And so that really going home with children wasn't an option right. anymore at the time. You had to think about your family. You had to think about the children. And um, and so that was really not an option anymore. Mm. 
Yeah, like even before we get into that, one of the things that you mentioned before, which I thought was interesting, is the description of of life before you came here mm. was like you, um, what you'd call maybe I guess middle class, yeah. um, back there. So you were talking about going on holidays in different countries and things like that, um, and I thought it was interesting because a lot some of the conversations I've had recently mm. even. <clears throat> Um, are not familiar with that with a concept concept even mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah I just thought that was that was powerful because I always say to people even when I was moving here in 1990 mm-hmm. um, a year after you came mm-hmm. um, my English was better than those mm-hmm. there at the time mm-hmm. and my perceptions were completely different because I couldn't relate to these stories of Africa that they were kind of relating to me mm. um but here we are yeah <laughs> yeah i mean yes i mean this as i said standard of life was okay at the time it was good at the time and um yeah. mm. so i mean yeah we, we didn't want for anything i we we didn't i did not come here to to find a better life mm. i came here to to, to, to improve on my education, you know, so that I'd be able to pursue my career. Yeah. Because um, I said I was a lecturer back home then. So just, you know, to add on to, because I had a master's already mm. and I'm from France. And the idea was to, 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 to build up my, my career, my portfolio, my educational portfolio. And yeah. go back and, 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 and continue lecturing at the University of Sierra Leone. Mm, mm. And I remember you saying that, like, one of the things that was an appeal for Europe was things like ice cream. Yeah, you wanted, <laughs> like... yeah. So basically when you came, because, you know, I, I came to Europe a couple of times before I came to study. Mm. And, you know, the things that you, you, you just wanted things that, you know, things like ice cream and, and things that you probably weren't that, they weren't, um, what was the word yeah, I would readily use available, They were not ready, readily available back home. Mm. And so, you know, so so luxuries basically right. you know, the, were the things you would come for. But, you know, as I said, not to, not because my standard of life was any mm. um, lower there yeah. than it was here. So I guess the perception is kind of like just anyone going from UK to France, for example. Yeah. You just yeah. go there. You just go, yeah. As you know, a just to enjoy what they have to offer. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. Yeah. I know it's probably something you took for, did you take it for granted at the time, maybe? Probably at the time, yes. Because, mm. yeah. yeah, hearing about that now, like I can see where a lot of your, because I find people who travel as part of their lifestyle, uh, are more open maybe i'm not sure if open would be the word i would use but they're more cultured in a in a grown sense of of being able to understand other people's Mm, walks of life and that's one of the things that i always relate to you is that you relate to other people in a way that i don't see people doing that anyway that for me is like a personal gift to you (laughs) but allocating that to um to your lifestyle at that time it kind of like i can't help but think that maybe that was that could have attributed partly to um that part of your personality yes certainly i mean there's a lot of exposure so yeah yeah Mm. 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 so you moved to uk right and um so you we birmingham first yes it was Birmingham. Yeah. yeah 
because I came, as I said, the, the reason I came initially was to do a PhD to just, yeah, um, to advance my career and, mm -hmm. and then go back home. So Birmingham University um, was um, my alma mater. That's where I did um, the PhD. But at the same time, I was actually employed as a research associate. I, I mean, mm -hmm. I thank God for the opportunities I, I had yeah. because I was employed by the university as research research associate. Mm. And um, and then at the end of that, I, I had an, um, I was offered a, a employment, a post um, doctoral research um, position at University College London, right, which is yes. what brought us trading. That's why. We right, were. right, right. Yeah, yeah I remember. Yeah. And it's and it's interesting having these conversations again, because as a kid, I don't think I you know, understood the mm. what all of this was. For, mm. for me at the time, it's just we're in this place and then now we're moving to a new place. <laughs> so <laughs> so it's amazing being able to look back and, and put the pieces of the puzzle together. Mm. I mean, Birmingham was, was lovely. If you remember Birmingham, because we lived at the Methodist Overseas Guest yes. House, which was really... I mean, I chose it purposely mm. um, simply because you know, there, I mean, the, the advantages were, it was very expensive to live there. Right. But I mean, the advantages for family life was absolutely wonderful because you had people from all, all nations mm -hmm. really living there. It was an overseas guest house. So lots of students from other nations living mm -hmm. there. So the exposure was great right. um, for the, for the family. And, um, that it was a secure place. You didn't have to worry about the children where they were, mm. and um, but also the environment was was good. It was yeah. a very good environment in which to raise children. It, right. it was a very good environment because I mean it is unfortunate that here um, in, in the UK, I mean, environment can make a difference it can yeah. impact your children's futures yeah you know the, the the relationships that they end up forming because of the environment they happen to be mm. it is unfortunate that that can impact people um, the children's futures from so right since from then i had i knew that decisions that i made had to um take cognizant of my kids needs i did right. i wanted to ensure that they grew up in an environment which would enable them to fulfill their dreams. Mm. I mean, that was so very important to me. And, and I think in a lot of ways, I put them first. Yeah. Um, I put you first, <laughs> you and Ryan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I put both you and Ryan first. In a lot of decisions I made, I, I just mm. knew I had to do that, to give you the, the, the chances, the opportunities that yeah. you, you, you needed in life here in this part of the world. And we appreciate that so much. Like it's obviously we we have quite a close relationship anyway, which yeah, you've, yeah. We, we've we've managed means, to. I'm so thankful to God for it's just for it's sure just amazing. Yeah. And um and it's and it's a blessing because obviously not everyone has that relationship as close as we do, like parent to child kind mm. of thing. But also, um, even though I didn't necessarily understand the magnitude of some of the sacrifices you made for us. I think I was aware of the kind of decisions you were making as a grown-up. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and I think that's one of the reasons why you're um, like a great inspiration to me. Because yeah. as the years went on, it became more and more obvious, like the heart that mm. you have. Mm. Um, yeah. So it wasn't like, obviously I could see the decisions you were making with me, but then it was married by the similar kind of decisions you would make for other people. Mm. Um, right. yeah. 
But um, in terms of uh, the fact that you raised two gorgeous, absolutely, absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous young, young black men, men. Yeah. Um, how did you manage that? Oh, <laughs> that was God. Right. God was God has been really good. I mean, mm. it, it it's just amazing, and I, you know, I just really just thank God for His presence because it certainly wasn't easy in a country mm. like this. Because back home, as I said, you had all the support that you need back right. in Sierra Leone, back in Africa, you would have all the support you need. Yeah. But here, everything had to be done by myself, and especially once my marriage broke down, yeah, I had to do everything myself. I had to be in. 10 places at the same time supporting both both of you looking after both of you nurturing yeah. both of you and at the same time trying to maintain a career mm. and um and as i said sacrifices did need to be made at various points but um i think it, it, it was just god and as i said you know my my, my decisions that i took were always um they, they were always fueled mm. by my desire to ensure that you guys mm. had the best future had the best life present yeah. and future mm-hmm. that you could possibly have in spite of the situation in spite of the situation we're in in spite of the fact that i was a lone parent and all that it was yeah. so very important and so as i said um we always i mean i always made sure that we lived in a good environment and i thank god for that yeah. because um even when we moved to reading i had to be very clear about where we were going to live right you know just to make sure that um you know just in terms of influences you know, mm. just to cut down any influences that may have derailed you yeah from you know from from what you what god has intended for you to Amen. be <laughs> come on okay so so yeah so but god has played a, a huge a huge huge part and you know i really just give him all the glory and for all the sure praise. i thank him for giving me the wisdom that i needed yeah the strength the the, the finances Mm. everything that i needed you know he, yeah he, he provided really so i am i'm just so thankful definitely and it's like looking back because there's mm. it, it was not cheap yeah. like the decisions you made because mm. um even if we were going all the way back to the guest house i remember the first time i actually started considering it as a as a as a choice like what would have gone into that choice because there were other areas which would have been a lot cheaper and I'm sure we would have qualified for another other kinds of living arrangements mm. that the council and and stuff can um uh would have would have worked with but you chose to be in that environment because of um the kind of futures you you kind of saw for us well yeah yeah indeed the present and because I wanted you to to be happy where you were but also as I said you know to just to just minimize any negative influences on your life yeah basically Um, was it um sorry to interrupt was it something that you were conscious of because it was uk yeah. like right okay so what was what was your perception of uk for... well it's it, i mean the, the, the thing is you hear you listen to the news right. and i'm like i i would always remember rana one of our mm-hmm. pastors yeah pastors gather um reeling off statistics right. about you know the 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 fact that in prisons you what you found it was mm. you know offspring from a lone parent families and yeah. b black lone parent families yeah and i remember thinking even then my children are not going to be part of that statistic amen they are not going to be part a part of that statistic mm. so yeah so i mean so i was very much aware yeah you know that yeah one had to to be careful yeah you know, just to ensure you know because it, yeah 
it, it can be difficult. You know, you don't want your kids losing their way. Mm. And yeah, so. Yeah. And I think it's a testament for me that you were a person of integrity. Mm. Like integrity is one of my favorite virtues, right? As well as peace, unity and justice. Shout out Sierra Leone. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, because for me, integrity is manifesting your truth in a way. So mm. if you believe in something, how you act accordingly mm. is like your your like way of distributing your um integrity and you were just like for me there, there were other people i could see around who were kind of trying that <laughs> you know but even they let themselves down sometimes mm. but then i always had this um person who i'm fortunate till this day is so close in proximity to me and i have access to that everyone else tries to steal <laughs> yeah <laughs> like pretty much everyone you meet wants to be your son and daughter and it's <laughs> like, i just have to remember i'm i'm mark one i'm i'm like the first of this but yeah it's, it's just been been amazing watching that um development and now obviously being older being conscious of the resistance and the troubles that it must have been to actually maintain that path mm. and keep to those decisions because at any time, you could have been like, it's too hard. Mm. Oh, yeah. And yeah. just, mm. you know. Mm. So I appreciate that. I hope we're making you proud anyway. Oh, very definitely. Very definitely. Mm. There is no question. We are trying. No question of that. So um, let's talk about um, career then. Because obviously that's, that's, that's something that's driven you through, throughout this. Um, you, after you, you got the UCL, University College, um, London, mm. um, which moved us to Reading. Reading. Yeah. Mm. Um, and what was what was your Reading? Had, well, you've been in Reading since. Mm. Mm. So what's what's that kind of experience been as well? Because we didn't really know anybody here, did we? We we had at not that time. Not when we moved here. No, not when we moved here. I mean, we had to make friends. Church was very instrumental in that. I mean, because mm. once we found a church, the church that we have we are in now, we have been. Woo, 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 woo. the last what 20 years or so yeah we're, we're part and, of the furniture um, yeah and you know that was amazing because church is family mm. church is family and so you know you were able to you know have developed friendships with different people i developed mm. i developed friendships with different people yeah and you boys also developed friendships we did which um you know, have and you have some lifelong friendships actually. Yeah. Um, based starting from when we first moved here. Mm. So yeah, so it has been good. I mean, church helped to ground us. I, yeah. I want to think, and um, and so yes, it was good work too. I mean, for those friends at work, and yeah, it has been it has been okay. I, mean, I don't really have any regrets about us moving. Um, to Reading, even though I was employed by University College in London, I must say that I. I just couldn't I just couldn't actually even imagine living in London. I'm sorry, but I'm yeah. gonna have to say that. No, I... Raising kids <laughs> in London, I, I yeah, that was too much for me. So yeah. So what do you think is like the 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 thing that puts you off that the most? Um, it's it is all the, the crime, the young mm. people, um, the knife crime, the gun crime, the gangs. Okay. You know, all of that, all of that really did put me off right from the beginning. I knew right from the start when I was offered the job that there was no way, you know, we okay. were going to live there. Mm. And um, I never once considered living there. Yeah. Never once. So, um, yeah, it made sense to live here in Reading, which is, and then, you know, of course, commute to the commute. Which was good. So, 
they can't see this, but I'm smiling because my next question <laughs> is then going to be, then how do you feel now that we're both living in London? <laughs> All right. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, we've got that. I think we'll probably need to talk a bit about... Um... I mean, before you went to London, you, yes. you, I mean, we were here together as a family. Yeah. And um, you grew up here, both of you. I mean, Ryan was very young when he, we came here. I he think was he was indeed. about three years old. Yeah. So I had to go to nursery when we came here. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as I said, again, God has been really good, you know, um, just, you know, steering both of you. And God has been steering me, giving yeah. me the wisdom yeah. that I needed to raise you both. Because, you know, it's, I mean, there's so many challenges out there. Mm. But, you know, God has been amazing. If you remember, I had to put Ryan in private school. Yes. Because, um, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, mm. When we first came to Reading, if we we'll just go back to that, I mean, I think we, I took out a mortgage for this house mm -hmm. probably about 18 months after we moved to Reading. Right. And that was simply because it just seemed pointless to be spending the kind of money I was yeah. spending on rent. Yeah. It just seemed absolutely pointless. And so took a mortgage um, and which enabled us to move here, mm. um, which was good. And then... Um, which is complete now. Might yeah, I just... Yeah, sorry, I'm just... I'm just... I'm just sorry. My bad. I'm just cutting <laughs> forward. But hey, that's that's big, you know. It is big. Chase. Yeah. <laughs> We're sitting here now in the, in the house that you have finished all of that. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Mm. Please continue. We'll come back to this later. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, and um, so while we're here, of course, both of you grew up um, here. Then, as I said, I had to put in private school simply because um, the school we were offered, um, yeah, there was I, I wasn't going to send him there. Right. And full full stop. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, so, yeah. And yeah, as you know, Ryan has done amazingly well. Both of you have done so amazingly well. He is and astronomically just... <laughs> well. He's doing really well. We thank God for everything. Hmm. So yes, yeah, so, um, yes, you were saying I. You know when you when especially when you're on your own, you have to think ahead. Yeah. I have always had to think ahead. I have always had to plan ahead. Yeah. In terms of everything, in terms of. Um, finances in terms of everything so once Ryan finished private school once he started university I had to start thinking of my future right because I knew that I wanted to retire at 62 was the plan right to retire at 62 but to retire at 62 it meant that I had to have paid off my mortgage mm. before then mm. so I had to take steps to achieve that yeah and I really thank God that I did amen <laughs> I did. My mortgage was paid off. Um, I was 61 when it was paid off. And I did another year um, at work. Mm. And so was able to retire at um, um, last, at the end of last academic year, actually. Right on time. Um, right on time. I retired. And um, yeah. And just enjoying every moment of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to jump back and forth. Okay. Over the next few, I'll be throwing some random questions at you, mm. but all along this timeline, just to fill in a few gaps. Yeah. So obviously, Ryan and I, you, the 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 trinity of mm. the <laughs> of, of the group, um, grew up here. Um, it was difficult when we started to leave. Yes. Because, <laughs> and I say that because, like. Mm. Um, the three pillars of this podcast are identity, empowerment, and creativity, right? Mm. And 
the way we talk about that time mm. when Ryan and I were getting to that stage where, I mean, obviously I left first, um, but then came back and then we both left together again. Okay, yeah. So can I talk about that? Sorry, yeah, go on, <laughs> go on. <laughs> You're meant to be asking me the question. Sorry, sorry. I'm meant to be providing I was, the I was leading up to something, but yeah, go for it, go for it. <laughs> Right. Okay. So oh. starting with when you left for uni. Yes, ma. Um, and the thing that I mean, I suppose parents out there whose kids have not yet left for uni, mm. it is worth noting that one needs to prepare emotionally mm. yeah. for that, especially if you're on your own, you know, you're, you're a lone parent like I was. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I was actually prepared for it, for, for the impact it would have, because as Omri has pointed out, it up to that point, it had been the three of us, and we have always been very close. Yeah. And so um, I remember weeks before Andre was meant to leave, I was already crying. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I would weep like anything. Yeah. And then I remember the, 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 the last Sunday you were in church, oh, before yeah. you were meant to leave. <laughs> I remember I, I I was weeping so hard I had to leave the service. I left service and, and went and sat in my car. Mm. So that was really very painful. It was very, very difficult. I had to, you know, think, you know, really had, in fact, one of my, my I, I will never forget Alma saying to me, mm. at least you know where he's going. He's going to better himself. He's not going to die. Mm. And of course, from her saying what she said, because she had lost a child mm. and that really it was like a slap on the face but a good slap yeah it yeah. made me um it, it enabled me actually to be, begin to put things in perspective yeah and 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 so yes but it was it was really hard it was really mm. tough um when you left and then you of course you came back at at the end of your first degree mm. and uh, i think you, you you were here for a while and yeah. then went uh, to do your second degree yeah um and then it was when Ryan was meant to go to uni. Mm. <laughs> and I thought I was prepared for that right. following the first experience. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time, it emerged that you, because I, I, I knew of your passion to live in London. I, yeah. I had been aware of that, but it turned out as it worked out, um, you left for London the same week that Ryan left for uni. So I was... Yeah. Now that was, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Both of my 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 babies leaving at the same time. Now that was really hard. That mm. that was very very hard. But I mean, I thank God. I thank God for everything. Mm. I thank mm. God for friends, for my church family, for family, and for everybody else who was around. You know, mm. to to support at that time for to offer the support and the care mm. that I needed at that time. So, yeah. yeah, it was okay. I, I survived it. <laughs> and you did, and you you smashed it. Um, mm. But I I know I, again, it's one of these things where us being that at that age. I know with me, I was conscious of it, but I wasn't conscious of it, like mm. the impact it will have. And I guess in my head as well, I'm always thinking, oh, everything will end up all right. But then it just goes to show the different ways we think. Whereas you would put us as number one, even before yourself. Mm. And to be honest, we were kind of, I mean, it's it's like all part of the progression. So it had to happen at some, some time. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's one of these things where we don't necessarily think about until, for me anyway, I've looked back. Mm. But I'm glad that we've managed to keep our relationship strong. Yeah. Despite the distance and time. Because mm. again, not everyone has had that either. Like, you know, 
when you put distance and time in between people, sometimes it can cause fractures mm. and everything. Mm. Is there anything that you find uh, you found has been like a, a a glue for it all from your perspective, like something that's helped us maintain that? Well, the three of us. Yeah. I think it was the foundation that had been laid. Yeah, I agree. It was the foundation that had been laid. Um, yes, the marriage broke down a long, long time ago. Mm. But it meant that the three of us, you know, were very close. We, yeah. We were so very close. And um, each of us looked out for the other. And um, yeah, you know, and, and I've always been very fortunate in the sense that you both uh, open, you share things with me. You, you're mm. okay to talk to me about things so we we you know there's a lot of openness between us yeah so yeah. even before you left to go um um to go live in london and before even when i went to uni there was always already the foundation was already laid for that relationship right. um to to be sustained i think mm. so um and that has continued if anything it has i think it has even gone stronger yeah I, I i think so so in terms of you know as i said you know confiding in each other talking about things mm. sharing things asking for opinions you know that 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 is always there between us and yeah um, yeah so yeah it's really good and you know time spent together is you know just so wonderful and mm -hmm. you know as you know you and ryan tend to alternating yeah, terms we, of visiting which is great yeah you know it's absolutely wonderful so i know you know every couple of weeks it's be one or the other but yeah. then there's also it's also just as fantastic when both of you yeah. come at the same time and then as a family we can you know just enjoy each other's company and yeah and, and, and spend time together so that's lovely too for sure i think it means just as much to us as well actually because mm. we do notice it because obviously just individually it's, it's great anyway like i spent time with ryan last week um and when we come we we have our own like moments like this where we just chat and mm. just catch up mm -hmm. and everything but you're right when we when all three of us it's like the power rangers <laughs> like the the full the full cohort is here we have landed and um and yeah it's nice when we do things we usually go for our meals and everything yeah. like that and we yeah. just spend that quality time and nirvana nirvana yeah. how long did it take us to be brought there mum <laughs> like, so yeah exactly it's, it's it was yeah i really enjoyed it like mm. like because we've been there twice now no? twice mm. maybe three times yeah. um and yeah just being able to even if we're not necessarily talking just being in each other's presence and i think i i really enjoy those times we spend time quality time is one of my five love languages mm. right so that's like one of my one of my top three um but that's for another story. Mm. One of the things I wanted to point out is that your love for people, because like for me, like you said, the foundation mm. is what everything is built on. Mm. Even even biblically, they talk about, you know, uh, preparing your children so that later on you pretty much don't have to worry about it. <laughs> like, you know, you, you lay the foundation early. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I feel like your foundation is constantly being led, um, laid um but talk to me about your your love for people because even at church you've got a very special role mm. well i mean i think oh, i mean i mean jesus told us to love god love one another that's the great commandment love mm. god love one another mm -hmm. and but then he then puts the love in it in us i think right he actually puts the love in us because i know that the love that i have for people was it, it wasn't me 
Mm. I think it was just saying, okay, yes, God, I'm here, use me. Right. And he said, okay, you're a willing vessel, I shall use you. Right. So it does mean that at work, you know, I, mm-hmm. you know, up, up until the time I retired last year, I was always there, and everybody knew that. I was always there for people, not just for my colleagues, but also for my students. Mm. I was always there, especially when it came to their their health and well-being. Yeah, for sure. Pastoral, I think, pastoral care. Mm. You know, it was always there, always strong. So that I was very much aware when people were going through difficulties. Yeah. They knew I was a Christian, so they would ask for prayer. Mm. But in addition to that, I would always, you know, I mean, food hamper, that's one of my biggest <laughs> things. Yeah. So I would do food hampers. Your child is taking GCSEs or A-levels, you will get a food hamper. Amen. If you are ill or your dad is in hospital waiting for treatment for cancer you will get a food hamper from me mm. or uh, a teddy bear something but uh, you know it depends on the, the person that i'm dealing with yeah sure. but i always um try to show love and care and concern i show it yeah you know and i say it and but also i show god's love i mean that is god's love mm. but in addition to that i would also try to minister to people spiritually so i have lots of cards or you know you know scriptures from the bible on just about any and every situation that Mm. you can think of so Mm. when somebody is going through a bereavement or it's illness or depressed or whatever a child is suffering for whatever reason there is always always have a scriptural card Mm. which is very relevant to that situation so when i give them the food hamper Mm. i would always put that in as well and i will talk you know i pray i always offer to pray for people yeah and and they are very very happy even now that i'm retired mm-hmm. people even to this past week i had a request for my colleagues oh amazing asking for prayer wow you know and and so you know because they they knew that that was a part of me yeah and so i've i yes so um yeah but but also i think one big thing that you know one ministry that god laid on me and gave me he equipped me for it mm. was to care for the sick the dying right. and the bereaved yeah and and i i don't know because it 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 it, it definitely a gift from god it definitely mm. is because i feel so very comfortable mm. in those in those scenarios i'm so comfortable being with somebody who's dying of cancer or right. who is sick from cancer mm. you know being with them supporting them upholding them praying for them because yeah. i do believe in the power of healing mm. uh, of of healing um from from god because i believe that jesus his broken body took all every illness every disease he, he took and mm. he nailed it onto that cross Amen. and so when i you know i minister to people i support people but i also pray with people mm-hmm. and um you know about various illnesses and if you know you know it ends in them you know going to meet father if they're christian and mm-hmm. they, you know i then would support the family yeah and um and it can be ongoing for years it, mm-hmm. it can the support for the family can be ongoing depending on what the need is mm-hmm. and so i thank I thank God because he put in my heart love for people. Yeah. He put that in my heart. And, um, yeah. And I just, you know, said yes to it. Mm. And I'm just doing what he's asked me to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, for me, personally, like, I've said this to you before, but I wish all Christians were like you, right? In the sense that in this current climate, Mm. like, socially, Christians have a bad rep. They do. And I feel do, like, yeah, like I, I feel like their people's impressions of a Christian, if it was 
like you would be a completely different thing because like for me you be t- you could be talking about god but it doesn't sound like you're preaching mm. it just sounds like love yeah which is what it's meant to be exactly that's what it's meant to be i definitely agree with that and i think that's one of the things that i've um taken from you in that sense is that there are many different ways to get to someone's heart there's many different ways to show care for someone and show show his love for them and and i find that um like just watching how you work and one of the things that like I'm going to fill in some blanks because obviously you you gave us like the overall mm. like like idea but some of the things I've noticed mm. about you mm-hmm. is that you listen yeah like you're you that's you a gift. Uh, that is a that's gift that's another gift like that's one of the things that I've I've been like wow like you it's interesting when you have a conversation and you have a group of people talking who picks up on what and one of the things i've noticed about you is you could have a whole crowd of people and you will you will just be looking mm. and then even before it gets to the conversation you'd see somebody and you go over to them without high raising none of that stuff like you mm. go over to them and mm. be like hey um i just you look down or whatever mm. like i've seen this so many times mm. that you go and out of your way mm to go and um, see how someone is and then you'll spend as much time as needed. Yeah. And mm. another thing time I've seen is is that when, you know how people say, hey, how are you? Mm. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Usually when people say that, they're, they're not prepared for the response. Mm. Mm. Whereas I've seen with you, if you say, hey, how are you? You actually mean that. Mm. And people would literally seek you out yeah. now yeah. because they know that it's a safe space to have that mm. conversation. Mm. Like, is that something that you you've kind of, like when did you realize that gift was oh through the years for a long long time as i said i I think it ties in with um as i said having this um ministry for the sick the dying the believe but it it Mm. it, 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 and others in distress i think i told you that in my cv right from my days at fulabe college my cv had that as my area of interest caring Mm. for those who are sick or dying who are believed and others in distress okay it has always been a part of my cv Mm. yes i like that it's on your cv as well yeah yeah and um and yeah so i think it's just it's 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 god really Mm. that he put that in my heart and so yes i would be very sensitive to to people and their needs yeah i'd be very very sensitive whatever the need is whether it's um spiritual whether it's emotional whether it's financial mm-hmm. i respond i mean I'm, a lot of the time I, I i refer to it as the god nudge god mm. would nudge me in especially in terms of financial people's financial needs right i would receive that god nudge and you know and he, he's amazing because yeah. he's given me that is yet another gift i mean i just feel blessed mm-hmm. and gifted by god you, in, in abundance that, yes because he gives he has given me the gift of giving Mm. and this is what it is so it doesn't matter whether as i said whether it's emotional whether it's financial whatever it is he has given me that gift to you know to be sensitive to other people's needs and to respond to Mm. those needs to whatever the response whatever i need to do he's given me you know the the sensitivity Mm. and the desire to do that i love that you call it a gift of giving mm. i know it's obviously what it says biblically yeah. but a lot of people think of giving is almost like oh but i'll have less this but I, I genuinely feel like that's part of where my heart of 
given with my projects and all that kind of stuff mm. comes from. Mm. And the idea of tr tr trying to basically seeing what you have at your disposal, what you can do, what your gifts are and seeing how you can apply that to change other people's lives. Mm. Um, I was fortunate enough to see the prime example of that and live with you to see you doing that all the way through. Because mm. some people ask, how can you be doing all this stuff and I'm like I always relate it back to you <laughs> basically <laughs> I'm like all of that all all the positive as aspects is because of my mom so if anyone has anything positive to say about me now you know where where it comes from <laughs> um okay so let's let's come to present day mm. and I jump forward uh before um and you brought me back <laughs> to continue the, the story a little bit. But now I feel like we can go to present day. One of the things that we've mentioned before is that this house is yours. And for me, it was such a... I don't know, like, I, I was. it was such a proud moment to be... to witness that. Mm. Because even families with a two-parent mm. household and all this kind of stuff mm. don't always manage to do that by 62. Mm. 61, actually. Or, 60, or 61, yeah, yeah technically, yeah. finished paying the mortgage. Yeah, mm. like, for me, it was really huge moment where I was just like, wow, mum mm. did this on her ones, basically. Like, <laughs> literally, mm. on your ones, because it was like, from when you moved to Reading that yeah. you started that, mm. um, which, in a way, was late. Because mm. some people would have started that earlier. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So how did it feel for you, like the significance of that? Of finishing, mm. absolutely wonderful. It it was it was it was great. I mean, you know me. It was just thanks to God because, as I said, I had to. As you said, I mean, the period within which I paid the mortgage mm. was much less than you know. In fact, yeah. even than I had initially planned. But then when I started thinking about retirement, I, I knew that I had to, to you know, to, to speed things up you yeah. know, and to, you know, to do what I had to do in terms of generating the funds that I needed right. to, to, um, to achieve that. Mm -hmm. And so it was just it, it was just a sense of, of thank you, God, mm. really. It was just a sense of thank you, God, yeah. for bringing me to this place at this time. Yeah, literally right on time. Yeah. Um, like two two phrases, like some people say, oh, my mom always taught me this, that and the other. And mm. I wouldn't necessarily say the same thing for you. It You didn't necessarily say things. It was just you did things. Mm. And I saw that. And that was what I kind of followed suit with. But if there were things you did say, it was one, robot mode. <laughs> <laughs> like like robot mode is one phrase I don't think I'll ever be able yeah, to. Yeah, I did say that. I robot used to say that a lot all the time. Exams. Exam time. It's like <laughs> robot mode. Take your emotions out of it. But also linked to that is that. How did you put it? It was something like. If it needs to be done, just do it, or something like that. Mm. Like there's no other way around it. If mm. it's something that needs to be done, you're just gonna have to suck it up and do it. Like mm. if there's a if there's a way out, if there's a solution. There's no point in, mm. you know, mullying around it. Mm. Just go for it head on. Mm. And I definitely think that I've also inherited that mm. gene. <laughs> well, yes, that's the thing. Because, again, you know, I had to live that. Yeah. You know, because um, 
I had visions, I had dreams for mm. myself and for you guys, as I had said before. And um, you know that if you whatever you want to achieve in life, you have to get on and get on with it. For sure, you know? for sure. And so you know there was yeah. So I just got on with it. Yeah. You know. You know. Yeah. With God's help. In flamboyant style, might I add. <laughs> and um, and I know Ryan and I we had a conversation like a long time ago where we wanted to contribute to to you. Mm. as a way for um giving back for all those years obviously it's, it's not even going to be a scratch to the surface mm. but um and i remember us both again it was one of these things where i couldn't help but think like i'm i don't know if every family would have this like where the kids will sit together and be like how can we support mum mm. she's done all this for us how can we make her life a little bit easier mm. And how can we do that practically? Mm. And um, yeah, like it, it's it's just it's been a blessing that we've been able to mm. even contribute, mm. but we wouldn't have been able to if it wasn't for the sacrifices you made for us to um, to be in in the situation we are. Because Ryan's high flying, me I'm doing my <laughs> my 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 things over here and everything. <laughs> so it's um yeah, it's just wicked. Mm. So um, I'm just glad to be able to say that at every opportunity that I'm proud of you Thanks. and um, I'm thankful for the fact that you are part of me, I'm part of you. Mm. Um, I could have been part of somebody else, <laughs> but you're my, 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 uh, my predecessor, my, my, my mom, my Mark one, the source. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just wicked. So um, what I'll do is I can, we can start rounding up now. Um, is there anything you'd want to say to people who are listening? Yes, I'd like to say love God, <laughs> love one another, be kind to each other, look out for each other and aim to transform your sphere of influence, aim to make an impact on your world, whatever your world might be. Mm. Make a difference. Come on. Count, make your life count. Yeah. Yes. That's beautiful. Well, thank you, my mum, <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Millie Iamide Bright. Thank you. Killing it. It's been an honour to have you on this podcast. I've been thank waiting you. for a while. I was meant to record this when we were in Sierra Leone, but it didn't happen. Mm. So, um, so it's awesome being able to have this conversation with you. And I know many more will come. Mm. Um, if you want to get in touch with my mum, don't. Shit, that's my mum. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I am number one. But if genuinely, if there's anything that you would like to ask or say or tell or anything, you can access her through me. So I know her. So I will pass on the message. But thank you all for listening and we'll see you next episode. And that was it. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed it and got some value from it. Um, if you want more info, you can go to www.becomeimmersive.co.uk. That's www.becomeimmersive.co.uk. If you have any questions or queries or you want to just give us a shout out, go to um, becomeimmersive at gmail.com or info at becomeimmersive.co.uk. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. This is The Lion Learns to Write, reclaiming our narrative through identity, empowerment and creativity. So let's do that. Have an amazing day and see you next episode. Peace. Oops.